welcome you sexy goddess to the sweetest little life. I am your host, Courtney Hansen. I'm an author, yogi, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist specializing in trauma. My passion is to bring you wisdom each week with amazing guests to spark integration of all parts of yourself, to nurture your spirit, stimulate the mind, and love your body just a little bit more with each episode that drops. If you love this podcast and want more amazing resources for spiritual growth and holistic healing, make sure to download our app, The Sweetest Little Life, or head to the website, thesweetestlittlelife.com. Grab your favorite cup of tea or throw on your yoga pants and head for a walk while we hang out for the next 30 minutes of Soul to Soul Connection. I am so excited for today's episode. We have a woman on here that is going to be talking about radiant visibility, confidence, feminine power, with an emphasis of why women struggle to be seen and how we heal from childhood trauma and overcome our fears of being seen to rise into that authentic confidence to shine our light on this world. Super excited. Please, let's welcome Dominique to The Sweetest Little Life. Good morning and happy Friday. I am so excited to have you on The Sweetest Little Life today. How are you? I'm really good, Courtney. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Oh, today's going to be amazing. So I love to kick off the show and just hear your journey and how you got stepped into doing the work that you're doing today. Okay. Well, yeah, it's an <laughs> one. Like, like for so many of us on the spiritual path, right? I was working, I'm from London originally, and I was working in brand and marketing for a long time. Prior to that, I was an actress and I did a bit of presenting. And I just had this bee in my bonnet about wanting to leave and go traveling. And after a certain point, I think the universe likes to, if you don't take action, the universe likes to give you a bit of a helping hand and <laughs> shove you out the door. So the final job that I worked in, I worked in some very what I would call you know masculine aggressive industries I worked in property or real estate as as you like to say over there and across the pond um I worked in railways and then I, my final job was for a football club and I thought I don't even like football what am I doing here you know it was all <laughs> expectation of to be on 24 7 you know on the Blackberry as it was then 24 7 and and in the end after about nine months, I told my boss, do you know what? I'm going to quit, travel the world, write poetry and fall in love. This isn't for me. <laughs> so I left and I went on this journey. And I don't think I, I would have even articulated it as a spiritual path at that time. But I was, you know, I thought I was a spiritual woman. I was meditating. I was drinking green juice. But I'd read Eckhart Tolle. You know, I was at that, journey, that point of the journey. I did a bit of yoga. But I really went on the hero's journey, you know, I, I kind of booted myself out and into the woods and off I went. And I started on this, kind of what was a whistle stop tour of the world, doing all of the traveling that I've always wanted to do and pushing myself to my limits. So I did martial arts. I studied Kung Fu at a Shaolin temple in, in China. I did Argentinian tango in Buenos Aires. I did all of these amazing things. You're a badass. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I was, I was, yes. It doesn't sound so good in an English accent. I'm a, I'm a badass. You know? <laughs> um, but I did all of that. And then I think as, as that happens, it was like, okay, I found this yoga school in Thailand. I started studying yoga. And then I realized I didn't want to go home. Uh, I tried going back to London and it was a bit like, 
I don't know if you you know you're familiar or your listeners are familiar with the hero's journey. There's this point where you heed the call and then you kind of ignore it and try and pretend that it didn't happen. I tried to go back into my old life, make my old life fit. And I got really miserable. I got really depressed and I had a dark night of the soul. And through that, I discovered, I went much deeper in my journey. I started, I discovered A Course in Miracles. I discovered this amazing spiritual community where I live now, which is in the northeast of Scotland on the coast near the highlands called Findhorn, uh, which has been here and being magical for about 60 years. And I started traveling again. I bought a one-way ticket to Peru and I just kept going. And that travel cycle ended up being seven years, Courtney. <laughs> so I had no idea wow. about that at the beginning. And in that time, I, I found my spiritual school, which is called Pradaya, which means spiritual heart in Sanskrit. I trained as a yoga and a meditation teacher. Um, I started belly dancing at the age of 40, as I was then, and went deep into the divine feminine and all of the kind of temple arts and at about 2019 I knew and I had been I'd been exploring the online world for a while because I knew one thing I was not going back into my corporate career I was not doing that um I really wanted to create my own business helping women and that, that I realized I'd entered a different phase, a different stage of my journey where me as the student and kind of learning and doing all of these things. Um, in that time, I also became a rapid transformational therapist. I became a certified hypnotherapist and then I became a feminine power coach. So I went, you know, I really went on this journey and all of those things were to help me find out who I was and help heal and help me start becoming my authentic self and sharing my truth with the world and finding a life and a lifestyle that was happier and more abundant for me than my old life which just didn't make sense anymore working in marketing making other people rich you know for particularly like with the football club I've got nothing against football clubs really but you know some of the work I did in marketing was very privileged you know a, a real privilege like working on big architectural developments but with football I couldn't I couldn't sit comfortably knowing essentially what I was doing was marketing cheap kind of nylon kits to in this country, very often very working class families who don't have hundreds of pounds to spend every year. You know, it didn't sit right with me. It just it felt hollow. It wasn't quite there for me. And so I was really looking for, you know, on my for my sole purpose. At yeah. that point. And I came back and I thought, well, it's going to be easier to really establish something with some stability and and put myself out there in the world if I'm back in my home country but I can't live in London again so I came to this beautiful obscure place called Findhorn right up the other end of the country it's about a 40 minute drive from the highlands so if you've watched what's that show Out, Outlander is it oh yes Woo! very close to there <laughs> yes I came here and I set up what what is now my business Radiant Woman and I help women, I really help women like me. So women who are stuck in their corporate career and they know, you know, they, they have that little voice inside them going, is this it? Is, is actually this what my life is for? Maybe they're getting, making themselves sick like I did, they're burning out. They're in a transition point. And mm. they know that all of the logic and all of the kind of tools that they were relying on to make decisions is not gonna take them where they need to go. So I help often execs and and also business founders and entrepreneurs who are looking to put themselves out there because 
one of the things that I really learned on my journey was, as like I said, I, I had a background in brand and marketing, background as an actress and a presenter. But when it came to doing my own business and putting myself out there, I really struggled. <laughs> I thought, what's going on? Why is it so hard to be visible? Why is it so hard? And then that's the journey that I went on when I started understanding all of the inner blocks that we have that often originate from our childhood, from trauma, whether it's conscious or not, um, and how that holds us back in realizing our full potential, in shining our light. And, and I knew as you know, me and all of my clients, all the women that I work with, and compassionate, big-hearted, sensitive women who have so many gifts and so much to share, but there's something inside them that's holding them back and they're not allowing themselves to be visible, they're not allowing themselves to be seen for who they really are authentically and know that it's enough and they're not putting themselves out there. So that's my mission. That's the journey that I've been on and I'm still on, you know, like all of us, I think we're always kind of on the journey. We don't stop growing. And, and that's my mission and my passion now to help beautiful women, beautiful people around the world shine the light of their potential. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, where where do you think is a starting point when people, because I, I, I found that this is kind of a common denominator right now. So many women are, you know, there was so much pressure before in the corporate world and so much, yeah. you know, you, you grind and we're competing and we're going to be on top and it's this hustle culture. And I think it's so beautiful that we are coming away. I just did a post on the gram about this. We are like veering away from that hustle culture and really coming into that balance of the divine feminine and, you know, being able to step into this gorgeous purpose without the pressure and because, you know, pressure, mm. we're eventually we're going to boil over and pop. And yeah. so what is a good starting point for someone that's listening right now that's like, fuck, man, I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a really, yeah, that's a really good question. Well, I wish me- I was fluffier. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think you've hit the nail on the head. I think that old paradigm, that really kind of, that corporate paradigm is one that so many women relate to, the hustle and the burnout. It's like, you know, it's it's the kind of approved way that things have been done. If you want to succeed, then you're going to get on this hamster wheel and you're not basically going to be allowed off it. And if you're a woman, and so many people have said, so many clients and friends have said this to me, not just that, but you actually have to work twice as hard to prove yourself, right, in, in a lot of environments that you end up in. Um, so you're I agree. I think it's a balance of the divine feminine. And as we come into our power, if we're going to stay, you know, and I work with people who are in very toxic work environments through to uh, environments where actually it's okay. It's just they're miserable in it. (laughs) And so there's an element of power that we have depending on where you are in your journey. And for me, it always starts with boundaries and self-care. And that's the first point. So whether the aspect of it is whether my client's stuck in a toxic work environment or they're kind of, they are behaving in a way that's creating this pressure. Because the other thing that I do is I I always start with creating safety in the nervous system through trauma healing. And what we do is, you know, so you might have an environment where the culture of that workplace is 
just go, go, go. And it really doesn't matter what you do sooner or later, you know, you might need to leave in order in order to get your life back. But there a lot of the time we can also do that to ourselves and we do it to ourselves because we create coping mechanisms, often in childhood, to keep ourselves safe. So looking at that and starting with the need to be safe and what we have done in the past to keep ourselves safe. And you might not automatically realize it, but, but very often behaviors like overfunctioning, you know, the typical plate spinner where you've got all the plates in the air at the same time, people pleasing, where you suddenly forego all of your needs in order to keep everyone else happy. Those behaviors are actually coping mechanisms that come from trauma. And trauma is a big word. You know, sometimes that's because the people that I work with have experienced serious abuse and neglect in childhood but it's also sometimes that these like incidents you know bullying or a nasty remark or things that we might have completely forgotten about happened to us that gave us a meaning we created a meaning as a child around not being safe not feeling lovable not feeling worthy and then adopted some kind of behavior in order to try and combat that so in that kind of work environment where you're burning yourself out, one of those behaviours you might have adopted is perfectionism. Like I've, I've got to work all of the hours and I've got to be perfect or I've got to overfunction and I've got to control everything. I've got to do everything. I can't trust anyone else to do anything, you know? So does that make sense? So we look right, we go right back and I look at that and I look at safety. And so the advice that I would give to women in this environment where they're just starting is start looking at your behavior and your boundaries really simply. Where can you put in place a boundary that hasn't been there before? And it might be as simple as don't take your laptop home with you to work. Oh, I like that. You know, something really, and one of my clients, you know, she she found a co-working space, so she wasn't working from the office, but she would leave her laptop locked up in her desk there. And these things sound simple, but they're not easy. They're hard. <laughs> they're really hard. They're really hard. And the same if you're an entrepreneur or a, well, you know, an entrepreneur or business founder, those patterns fall through there. You know, the hustle and the burn and the burnout. Um happen not just in the workplace we do it to ourselves and so when I started my journey as an entrepreneur I thought you know there is no way I'm going to recreate the conditions of my old corporate life I did not go on this crazy journey <laughs> and set up my own business just to make myself sick like I used to so what are my what are my boundaries and for me it's you know boundaries it's it's a, you know, it's not a very attractive word as it can make us, but it can be as simple as rituals. You know, as a spiritual woman, I like to have a ritual in the morning and the evening. So I always have a morning routine and I always have a kind of, I'm trying to, trying to implement this evening ritual where I switch off and I light a candle and I take time out, you know, and mm. I might meditate or I might go for a walk. So we can think of it as like, you know, bookending the day as well. I love that. I know. I think morning and evening rituals were something that really changed my life because it was like, okay, I had this sacred space for myself. And I notice when I don't do it or when life gets busy, um, I feel very chaotic and scattered and yeah. not clear throughout the day. So it's great. And like, I love how you just make it sound so simple because it is 
it doesn't need to be elaborate. It doesn't need to be hours long. It can be as simple as taking your dog for a walk or going, you know, like just reading a book and lighting a candle, like having that time with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's really beautiful. Self-care is so important. And Mm -hmm. I think as, again, it's another thing as women, we tend to feel very selfish if we take time out for ourselves, if we're in that old kind of pattern. And again, very often that that feeling of like self-care isn't selfish. You know, it's not self-indulgent to give yourself rest and integration time. But again, it's this kind of socialized way of being that often comes again from childhood. You know, some of my clients go, well, I can't do that. I'd be selfish. I'd be selfish. And I said, who was it that called you selfish when you were growing up? Mm. And they normally go, oh, oh yeah, my mom, or <laughs> my dad just called me that all the time. And I said, and when did they call you that? Was it when you weren't doing what they wanted you to do? Because there's a, you know, a very kind of typical common toxic pattern, particularly if you have any kind of narcissistic abuse or any of that kind of behavior growing up where when we don't do what our caregivers want us to do, we're made to feel selfish. And it trains us away from knowing how to look after our own feelings and our own needs. So self-care is so important. And also, I would say, just to add in terms of what your listeners can do really simply right now to think about, I talked about this tendency to over-function and need to be the one in control doing everything. So looking at how you can delegate and not just delegate to an assistant, or but where can you get help across all of the areas that are consuming your time, you know? Can you get in a chef? Can you get in a nanny? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Can you get in a a virtual assistant? It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. And again, that feeling of guilt comes up for a lot of my clients. Oh no, you know, no, I I couldn't do that. Why not? Why not? Your time is valuable, right? Wouldn't you rather be spending it with your kids? (laughs) I'm laughing because I used to be this super overachiever right my parents are both narcissists so it was like this oh, like, I had to yeah so what you're saying I'm, I'm giggling because I lived it right so yeah. for a long time I was living in this trauma response and before I went on my own spiritual path I you know having kids unfortunately you know ch- healing with children is extra because it they uh pull out all those special parts that you know that whole mirroring thing you know that you really need to work on yeah um but for me, it was like, I wanted to be this, my mom wasn't around a lot. So I wanted to be this like super woman and people would tell me, wow, I don't know how you do it. And I ran this like six figure Etsy shop and my house was immaculate and smelled like fabric softener when you walked through the doors and all my kids were in every fucking sport that was allowed to be played. And I was exhausted. I was drinking three bottles of wine every night. I was a hot mess behind closed doors, but outside I looked real good. And... (laughs) You know, when I first started delegating out, when I got on my spiritual path and I was like, okay, something's not working. I got sober, obviously. And I started to implement these pieces and I was like, I have no time. Like, I don't have time to take care of myself. And I felt like I was going to let everything go by letting it slip through my fingers. And I started to slowly like get a VA or slowly figure out that if I had, if I did, you know, ABCD, I would have more time to spend with my kids and I wouldn't be going in circles still broke all the time. And when I started clearing space, it was the most uncomfortable thing in the entire world because I was so used to like, actually, I was comfortable in living in a trauma response. I was comfort in chaos. Peace felt boring as shit to me. 
And so, yes, (laughs) and exactly being busy all the time, you don't have to stop and feel it. (laughs) (laughs) And so I I love that you said trauma is a big word because I I pulled up the definition of trauma because I think that, you know, people hear trauma and they're like, you don't have trauma. Well, the definition, like actual definition of trauma is as a distressing or disturbing experience. It does not need to be that you saw someone get shot or that you saw someone get run over by a car or that you got raped. Like, yes, that all is trauma. Absolutely. But it is coming on different levels. Trauma is simply a word describing something that changed you. So an emotional response that you had to a terrible event, period. And we make it something that it's not. So when people say I've had trauma, yes, I'm sure you've had trauma. I feel like everyone has had a level of trauma happen with their life. We just sometimes don't have the tools to deal with it. Not all of us come from a family that taught us coping skills or taught us how to heal from trauma. It was just brushed under a rug or this big pink elephant or wrong to talk about. So I really love that you acknowledge that because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't have trauma. Well, I'm sure you did, but you were just taught to laugh it off. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's why it doesn't have to be big because, and and that's why we shouldn't ever judge ourselves or anyone else when Mm -hmm. they're talking about that, because we're all different. We all have a different nervous system. And, you know, for me, I think, you know, Courtney, I think this is only just being understood now in therapeutic circles, the impact, what PTSD actually is post-traumatic stress and how complex, you know, PTSD and, trauma response can happen simply from simply from emotional abuse from sustained Mm -hmm. emotional abuse from growing up with someone that mocked you all the time or was you know it's only really now that it's very very current that people are understanding the impact and legacy of that and we don't you know we don't know we're all different we all have like more you know different points in our life when we're more resilient or more sensitive and how one child or one adult responds to an event could be completely different to someone else and you know I I don't know if you've heard of the phrase orchid and dandelion children I'll have to look up the psychologist that that came up with this term but I thought that was another way of thinking about it it's like some kids are bouncy balls and others are sponges you know we all Mm -hmm. take in different things from our environments and some of us are born really super sensitive and in addition to that if we grew up in a a vaguely abusive or neglectful environment we might carry it in a very different way to someone else um and you know something I've noticed with my clients as well is it's also it's the meaning that we make about events right rather not just the event themselves but the meaning that we internalize so something that came up for me recently with some of my clients it was very I always pay attention when there's like a a spate of all of my clients telling me the same kind of thing you know it's <laughs> that big synchronicity and there was a point where I did a, a range of healings and I do like it's a kind of combo of advanced hypnotherapy in a child work it's very deep work and NLP and all of them interestingly had the same kind of scenario come up which was when their parents gave birth to their younger sibling. And some of them came from difficult childhoods where it was quite abusive. And so then the other sibling being born was very traumatic for them. And then some of some of them came from happy homes. Um, but then the sibling, but the, the impact and the meaning that they made was all the same across the board. And it was suddenly that my feelings don't matter and I'm not important because suddenly all of the attention of the parents was on this new baby which makes sense and as an adult you would be able to kind of coach yourself through that and go well they're busy 
But as a five-year-old, you don't have those skills. So the meaning that you make about it is, oh, I guess I'm not important. And then, of course, if you've been mm. in your subconscious, then when it comes to sharing your gifts and shining your light, you're going to hold yourself back. There's going to be this self-sabotage because there's a part of you that doesn't believe you're worthy of doing that or that what you have to say is important. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I think... Um one of the most important things we can do as a collective too is, uh, is hold space for people when they say, mm-hmm. or they come and they want to talk about things like for our children within our families, you know, and as cliche as it is, it really does start between the walls of your home. Like how are you holding space for people in your house? How are you, you know, honoring everyone's journey because they're, everyone is on their own journey and it's really coming mm-hmm. together and sharing that and supporting people that it comes down to that true sense of joy and peace and harmony. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, and I think that certainly my, my clients with kids, they say to me, you know, I'm really thinking now about how I am as a mother, you know, mm-hmm. the more work we do, you know, connecting to our own inner child and learning how to give her love. Um, it makes us think about how we're parenting our own children, right? I don't have kids, but I know that that's how my yeah. clients have this light bulb moment where they go, oh my goodness, you know, and, and then are able to look at their behavior and, and grow and, and and be more conscious in a way that you know our parents generation just just couldn't they didn't have access to that absolutely oh um so i i know we're going over on time um there's so many beautiful avenues i'm like i could i could go on and on <laughs> yeah um, i want to be respectful of your time though where is the um best hub spot that you hang out and i'm going to put everything in the show notes too for everyone but if someone wants to connect directly with you and hear a little bit more about what you do or reach out about your story and they say yes that's me we need to talk where do they find you i come to my website it's radiant-woman.org i'm on facebook uh dominique didanel hyphen radiant woman that's my page and I'm on Instagram as well. So again, my name, Dominique Dignall, and a underscore radiant underscore woman. It's not quite as catchy, the last one. Wait, do your Instagram again? It's a underscore radiant underscore woman. Okay, good. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I'm typing it in and I wanted to, I always make sure I can find it. <laughs> All right. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time and just for what you're doing. You are a beautiful soul and I appreciate you. Thanks so much for inviting me, Courtney. It's been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for listening to The Sweetest Little Life today. I hope you walk away feeling inspired, feeling a little bit more lighter, a little bit more free than what you were before you hit that play button. As always, please, sharing is caring. We love to hear your thoughts. We love to get feedback, um, guest recommendations, all the things. And if you're not subscribed, hit that little subscribe button before you leave today. And until next time, we will be hanging out soon.